Welcome to Breakfast with Bob from Data Challenge Roth. Brought to you by, powered by HEP. My name is Bob Babbitt, brought to you by Master Spas, S-Fuels Go Longer, Hoka Let's Fly, Form Smart Swim, Goggles, Zoot Sports, Original Triathlon Brand, Premium Plus Sports, our Challenge Athletes Foundation, and our accordion player, Rainer. Thank you, Rainer. <laughs> we did that just for our man, Joe Skipper. He needed a little accordion in his life. We're going to have him hang out with your with your newborn and have him play accordion every day. That'd be good, right? Yeah, that would put a smile on their face. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Joe? We haven't chatted in a while. It's been since Kona, I think. Yeah, it's been uh, been good. Obviously, uh, like a lot's changed since then. Um, Daddy. Had, yeah, yeah. Had our first child in April. So How f- uh, awesome. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Other than that, I mean, uh, other than else, that, yeah, <laughs> it's been pretty much the same as normal. <laughs> Very fun. And how adapting to, to being a dad, the, the training and the sleeping and eating, it's, it, things change. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, getting there. I think uh, it's definitely a lot less free time, you know, what like my partner would normally say that I waste watching YouTube or Netflix <laughs> and <laughs> stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's definitely uh, a, a lot of change with uh, looking after them and uh, Making sure they're all right and the feeding and everything. Right, but, but yeah, it's been it's been good and uh, it's it's not been t- it's not affected the training or anything like that. You know, I've made sure that like with the help of like Laura, I've been able to to get that in. So um, right. yeah, that side of it's been been okay to be honest. It's just more the wasting the time things that I was doing before. <laughs> <laughs> that's gone. Yeah, <laughs> for the next eighteen years, that that's gone. So you don't have to worry about that. So you've been second here, two thousand nineteen, two thousand seventeen. What what is about this race that makes it so special? Sixteen and seventeen. Sixteen and seventeen. Sixteen and seventeen. Okay. (laughs) Sixteen and seventeen. So what is it about this race that's so special? Uh, The crowd, the atmosphere, definitely is probably the big thing. I don't think there's another triathlon on the circuit where you get that many thousands of people go out, especially on the Solarberg where everyone kind of opens up. It's it's like what you see in like a you know the big pro cycling races like in the alps or some of the classics so that's definitely unique to triathlon um it also gets pretty much a strong field like a world championships i mean there's not the depth in it but to win it you've always got to beat someone who would be a contender for say something like kona or you know ironman nice that we've got this year so right it gets a lot a lot of top guys that would come out to race and uh, I think just a big part of the history of the sport, like everyone yes. knows, and if you're doing a full distance race, that it's either Kona or Challenge Roth, you know, they're the two yes. kind of marquee races. Coming into the stadium the first time you did that, how special was that? Yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. I didn't get to soak it up too much because... Uh, it was a tight race. It was a tight race, yeah. I was coming in, I'd just overtaken uh, Niels Fromhold, probably about a K from from the line, something like that. So I didn't want to mess around and uh, let him come back to me. So, <laughs> he had uh, just won the year before, I think, something like that. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, 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 he did. He won it the year before, so he was the defending champion. So... Uh, that was, uh, I, yeah, I couldn't really soak it up, but it, it's still incredible, though. You still hear the noise and the roar especially when you come in, and uh, you don't really get that in any other races. I think Kona, maybe when you're coming up to the finish line, you get yes. something similar to that, but 
yeah, them two were kind of on a on a league of their own. Really. Did you catch them inside the stadium here? Just before, <laughs> literally <laughs> three hundred meters before we took a right turn to come off the road. So, wow! Yeah, six seven hundred meters from the finish line. Well, and he's the German defending champion, so the crowd's going crazy. The crowd was going crazy. I was in the German sandwich between Jan <laughs> Jan Fredino and uh, and him. <laughs> uh, so, and Jan is breaking the course record at the time. Yeah, yeah, Jan was quite far ahead. Uh, we didn't really see him. Like. <laughs> <laughs> he was in a different zip code. I like that. So this last, in 2022, Ironman, win Ironman Arizona, fifth at, at uh, Ironman Worlds, win Wales, uh, fourth at South Africa. I mean, really good year. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty solid. Um, and there was obviously COVID in there as well, uh, yes. which kind of... Uh, well, and also the, the sub eight. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we that almost was, forget about that. Yeah, that was actually one of the highlights of my year last year. Like, that was a really fun experience to be, to be yes. part of. Um, Wales was probably my best performance, though. You, you know, think? yeah. If I look back, uh, probably in my whole career, two thirty-seven on that course. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty impressive. And uh, I felt really good on the bike as well. And uh, I mean, I, I had a mechanic on there, so I lost twenty minutes. So if you kind of no way, yeah, like if you take uh, the twenty minutes off where I stand at the side of the road. Um, yeah, you had a five-hour bike split. So yeah, that's a tough course. Though. It's a tough, yeah, it's tough, bike, a tough bike course. But that was like looking at the numbers and how I felt that day because sometimes you know within yourself how you feel don't you and yes. that was one of them days where it just felt effortless like on the run it just felt so good like i would love to have another day where i feel as good as that because yeah it was one of them days where you actually do it and now when i look back i think god would you ever have a day where you feel that good again you know i would love to have it but who knows like it could happen your sunday it, if it happens on sunday i'll be extremely happy so when you <laughs> yeah when you have a field like this yeah. you've, you've got a pretty amazing field with a number of uh, former champions here uh, when you like going to a race like this where you know you're going to be pushed. Yeah, definitely. I think that's what brings the best out of yourself because, like, you know, if you want to be in contention, you've got to, you're going to have to do your best race because you're racing, guys, you know, some of the top guys, and it's not just one, like, top guy. There's, like, like you said, there's, like, five or six, uh, maybe even more than that, you yes, know. I, yeah, mean, yeah. I think there's probably, like, seven or eight people who are really good. So, to potentially, to get even in the top five, you could have to have a, a really good race. So... You, you know you're going to have to bring your A game and I think to get to your best performances out you need people like that who will who will push you yes um, and I think I, although like going back to Wales I didn't have there wasn't necessarily the strength in depth I think I was able to push myself quite well on the run and kind of get in the zone because I lost that time on the bike that when I got off the run I was like 16 minutes down so it was like you know you could have you had to just concentrate on your you and like running really well and then yes. the gaps were coming down and it was effectively like I was racing almost a better field than what it was because I was starting so far behind on the run and I think that helped me get the best get more out of myself as well so when you have something like that happen you're on the side of the road and you start the run that far back it, it almost takes some of the pressure off where you're feeling like okay at this point I can I could bail or I can just try to enjoy myself. And next thing you know, you're running by people. Yeah, I really debated whether or not to actually finish that race because yeah. obviously it was five weeks before Kona, four or five weeks. But I didn't realize how far behind I was at the time because I got a time split from someone. I actually thought he was telling me the time that I was down. This is when I got the mechanical all sorted and I got on the way. And he said 15. I thought it was 15 minutes down after the mechanical. So I thought, oh, that's not that bad. But it was actually, I was actually 15th place. And I think I was like <laughs> 23 minutes, 24 minutes down. If I had had that, I would have been like, well, oh, what's the point? And then, yeah, like starting the run, I could see the guy 
who was leading it as I was coming in and he was already up the hill. He was like two and a half, two mi he was about two miles into the run and I was two miles away from transition Yeah. still, you know, and uh, I thought, well, I'll do two laps. That will be a good training day for, um, for, for Kona. Yeah. And then the time was coming down. I thought, oh, actually, um, <laughs> I might, I might have a chance here. You know, after halfway, I could see that I, actually, I was catching qu quite a lot of time out of them. And then, by the end of the third lap, I was in the lead, and then the fourth lap, it was, it was celebration. All right. yeah. yeah, basically, yeah. Like so, it was uh, crazy. I didn't even, I didn't expect that to happen. <laughs> so then, the the other side of that, then you have what happened uh, this year at Ironman Texas, where you end up going yeah. the wrong way on the bike, and then you're like, well, do I get off and run the marathon? Yeah, and take something out of my legs. Yeah, that's the thing. Like uh, in Wales, there was only like five or six, five, four or five people in front of me at the time when I got off the bike, so I was still like. Even if I had a half decent run, I could. The podium was kind of in in with shout. Sight. Um, but whereas Texas and with Texas, I had another race like two weeks later, and I think I got off the bike in Texas, 17, 18 minutes down, in about 15th place. And I thought I've got a massive race in two weeks. I don't want to uh, push it and do a whole marathon really hard and end up uh, having two really bad ones because I right. thought even if I push it really hard, the best looking back at the results, even if I'd have gone my best, I think seven for eight would have been. The best I could, I would have got, and that was if I had a really good run. So it wasn't really worth it then. It was a shame because, like, I do like that race, and I've never since since I had my first breakthrough result in Texas back in 2015. I've yep. been back there numerous times before, and I've never had a good race back there since then. Really? Yeah, and I feel like I've got a lot of unfinished business with the race, but it's never really happened since since back then. It was my first. It was my first big breakthrough, but that was the second, right? You yeah, second, second place, and uh, back then that was huge for me. You know, there was yeah. a lot of big names and like people wouldn't have even said that I would have come in the top five. So right. that was huge. And yeah, I've never managed to do myself justice there again since that. Well, and that was then, then you go from there and what third at the ITU long distance and third at Ironman UK. And then that 13th in Kona. Yeah. That, that was big. That was a really big year. That was like my first kind of breakthrough year really where, where was, people knew who you were. Yeah. And getting on the podium and stuff like that. And then after that, year I came back here and the aim was in 2016 was to try and break the British record yes and that was to go under to, under, to go under eight hours because no one had done that from Britain before yes. and at that time going under eight hours was actually quite rare I mean it's not like today where you get like 15 people <laughs> I think like in a race go, I know yeah go sub eight so that was that was huge for me trying to get under eight hours here what how big a difference did a plated shoes make um I would say probably four seconds a k maybe four seconds yeah a k. four seconds a k probably something like that around that so i mean over a marathon two minutes 40 to three minutes right. i think would i think the main thing isn't necessarily the plated uh, bit what makes it so much faster but it's the foam the, fo the different foam now is so much more softer yes. that it actually beats your legs up less and i think you can actually train harder now because you can train you can in some of the quicker yes yeah, so you don't get like i do some big sessions now running and your legs just aren't that beaten up because the foam's so much softer that you don't get the muscle damage. Whereas back in like 2015, 2016, even up to like 2019, you'd train in normal shoes and you'd do a big session off the bike. I mean, if it was a long run with intervals or a hard speed session, mm -hmm. your legs would feel feel it the next day. Whereas, you know, now you, the next day, you, you haven't got that muscle damage. So you can still train fairly hard, whether that be on the bike or the run, you know, and uh, I guess you can consistently be better with your training and then obviously you do gain like three or four seconds you know four seconds right. okay in the races so you can train harder and you're going to race faster has the bike changed that much oh I think the bikes come on loads yeah I mean the aerodynamics are massive now yes like the different wheels the tires are faster you know some the tires probably now compared to like back in 2015 2016 you're probably 10 10 watts quicker positions loads of people I guess the top people 
probably aren't necessarily any more faster in their position because they were always going to the wind tunnel in 2015, 2016. But everyone's doing it now and everyone's doing like testing on the velodrome. The yes. bikes, like all the top bikes are probably fairly similar. You know, they're, yes. all, they're all going to be pretty quick. Um, but yes, yeah, bits like that. I mean, you put it this way, Bob, you would be going sub eight if back in your day now. Jeez, you would, you would, come on. That's right. I mean, sub eight for the, for the bike ride. No, you'd, have been, you'd have been in the mix, mate. You'd have been in the mix. I would have been right there. Yeah. So when you look back at, a, you know, Chrissy Wellington with the 818.13 time from 2011, still being the best in the world for Iron Distance, that's pretty amazing That'd without be, plated shoes. Pro, uh, yeah, yeah and the, the bike. That, I mean, I've seen pictures of her bike and I think, and her kit. I mean, when she did that, she was on like wearing a t- two-piece tri-suit I think wasn't she yep. so maybe 10-15 watts it could be like three to four minutes in the kit the wheels I don't think she had a disc wheel on the back so nope. you could say like maybe 90 seconds two minutes I've, I think if you'd have taken her performance what she did in that day and you got her dialed in on a bike fast aero helmet I think she was riding a road helmet back then as well yes. which is losing something I think you're probably talking maybe 805 <laughs> do you reckon like probably, yeah. I reckon like 13 minutes. Yes. Like, I mean, three minutes quicker on the two and a half, three minutes quicker on the run. She ran two, 244, Four, didn't she? 244. So she'd be around 240, 241 probably. She'd probably be the first woman under 240. Yeah, that would have, <laughs> that would have been that would, yeah, that would have been a target that she probably would have aimed been targeting, to have for, been targeting yeah, for, yeah. Years. Like if she was around now. And I mean, the bike, she would have made huge improvements because her position, aero helmet, the wheels, the tires, literally everything that she's got on the bike would yes. be massively slowing you down. I think her bike could be eight, 10 minutes quicker. I think she could be even pushing like, yeah, two, for 8.05 to eight hours, like she'd be looking somewhere around that ballpark. That's pretty amazing. What, what's your ultimate goal in the sport? Oh, that's a big question. Um, I would love to win the world championships. Mm-hmm. Like that would be an amazing goal, you know, like in Nice this year, I think. Yes. That's probably one of my best chances. Like the cone, the cone of heat doesn't really suit me so um that would be a, a good chance a really good opportunity for me to do it um and then other than that the the ultimate goal i mean i've never really thought about what my ultimate goal is i just enjoy the race and you love just, the race yeah i just love doing it i mean to have to keep having fun i guess exactly. like, and traveling yeah. the world enjoying yeah. yourself traveling the world and yeah, being now then, then involve your uh your child yeah exactly to yeah, see take, this lifestyle yeah take the family around um and yeah get some good results and just be able to have fun and uh, try and win some of the biggest races in the world you know I'd be happy doing that this is one of the biggest races in the world yeah yeah you, this one you haven't won yet I know like to win <laughs> this would be incredible like that would be a huge box ticked and I'd be very pleased if I managed to do that on Sunday you know I'm definitely going to be shooting for it and um, and I think if you if I was able to do it on Sunday it would definitely be one I'd look back on with the strength of competition that they've got this year. Yep. You know, like people are saying, it's the strongest challenge rough field that they've had. So you can't say you've done it in a Mickey Mouse year, you know, like <laughs> you've done it with the best guys on the line. So, uh, yes. yeah, that would be incredible. Love it. Joe, as always, thanks for much t- for taking time. Cheers. Always such a treat. Thanks very much. Yeah, great to talk to you, Bob. Joe Skipper has been our guest, everybody, again. We are at Breakfast with Bob from the Tev Challenge Roth, powered by HEP. Hold on, we'll be right back.